Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. I'm really excited for this session today because this is somebody who uh, got me into the world of podcasting and, and was the first podcast that I got to go on as a guest. So it's fantastic to have him as a guest on our show. So welcome to Jens Heitland. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. So, Jens, you describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. You've got three companies, I believe, uh, in your in your midst, uh, and you've got such an amazing experience and story behind you, and some real ambition that, uh, that I think we're going to focus on later on, all around helping people perform through innovation uh, and entrepreneurship. So, um, and leadership development, all sorts of different topics that I'm sure we'll touch on today. So, really excited to get in. Uh, in amongst how you help people perform. But I'd like to just start off with a little bit of that background story. You know, what what's your background story? What have you done to get you to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, it's a long one, but I keep it short. It's I started um, working when I was 16 on construction sites, um, really going the way of, hey, I'm not good enough in school, which I truly wasn't. Right. I wasn't making the cut for going to the gymnasium, as they say in Germany. Right. Um, so I started directly in um, education as an electrician, worked my way up in the construction industry, and then found a way out into a professional service industry, which was facility management, and worked then in one of the biggest European suppliers at that time. Um, growing into it, and then was headhunted and hired from IKEA, where my real career let's say, started. Uh, so I started in an IKEA store and over a time of almost 12 years, uh, worked my way up to be global head of innovation for the IKEA centers business. So working worldwide with different entities in, in, in different countries, was living until now in six countries. So you can imagine a lot of, a lot of things, changes and a lot of uh, improvement and then stepped out to build my own businesses, working with other companies yeah. finding out how I can make my mark in, in this world and really challenging myself as well to to give back and not just because of the money. So really figuring out how I, how I can be a, 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 like something for good in this world myself. A lovely story and, uh, and fantastic <laughs> up there. But uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of our listeners really interested in that bit about global head of innovation for IKEA. I mean, that's already known as an innovative company. Um, well, certainly is in the UK anyway. So um, how did you find yourself getting into that role? I mean, it's it, it started when I was working in the Russian organization. So I was head of sustainability for the Russian market, um, was, was working with shopping centers, IKEA stores and so on for IKEA. And there was uh, one of the managers was saying, hey, we're doing an innovation lab. Do you, you're, you're the guy, like we need a green guy in this. Um, and I was like, of course I'm in it. It's, it sounds fun. And basically within this innovation lab, there was the, the global CEO was part of this, a couple of other leaders from the organization. And in the end it was about, Hey, we have now done 
a year of exploration we have done a lot of interesting things but we haven't really done anything which like a project or something really that moves the needle and then there was the question okay who who of you will take it on top of your normal job to run this thing now a couple of projects and yeah if you know me then then you know who was first and saying okay <laughs> i'm doing it so i ended up being head of innovation and customer experience for the russian market plus sustainability wow. and i was basically doing exploration projects and all of that was on the radar of the global ceo so he has seen what we we're doing and then i was basically asked a couple of years later as like hey how about implementing this globally building a strategy building an inclusive way of driving innovation into the business and that's how i ended up moving from russia to sweden <laughs> and so you've gone from russia to sweden uh, i know you've got your native germany yeah. um, when i first met you living in spain you're now in holland you know is there any way you haven't been <laughs> <laughs> not really yeah. I mean, there are a couple of white spots on on the map still but right. Specifically, of course, living, but even traveling. Right, <laughs> I'm sure you'll fill those in one day. Yeah. Uh, and and so you've uh, you've had that experience with IKEA, and then you've decided to make a move and to go off and do your own thing. And um, I know you're a you're a podcaster. You've got these uh, different companies. You also are a lecturer at universities as well. So, yeah. what what sort of other experiences have you got since leaving IKEA? I mean, one part is, of course. When you work with innovation, and I've worked a lot with startups in the bigger corporate sense, um, you go out and you you think you know everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then it's like figuring out that being on your own as a solo entrepreneur in the beginning is not that easy because you are basically the, the chief accountant, the chief executive <laughs> officer, and the person that's doing everything. Yeah. So that that was an interesting way. And, and I really digged into that to say, okay, I will start completely new, I will rebrand myself from being the corporate guy to not being the corporate uh, guy anymore. Right. So I went through a phase where I was just wearing hoodies on social media. And really, I, I met people at that time who didn't know me, and I'm, I'm not telling everyone my backstory, yeah. who who just have seen me as the young guy who is, yeah, he's the, he's the stupid guy, he's doing podcasts, and he's on social media and doing fun stuff. So that was quite an interesting journey. But I, what I did, of course, running running the business, helping still very large companies and really, really huge companies in the world on on how they can innovate, how they can bring ways forward. I was not wearing a hoodie at that in that at least in that engagement. Um, and then I was um, reaching out to universities on how I can give back. It was not about for me earning money. It was more about, hey, how, how can I contribute to educate young people in different ways? Because Honestly, what I always hated in university and as well in school before, it's like a lot of theory. Right. Yeah. And I was always, I was always a practical guy. Um, I was like, yeah, tell me more about how it really works, not about what is written in the book. So I was always arguing with the professors <laughs> and the people who were doing the lectures, um, you know, German. <laughs> um, and then I said, okay, we'll try to do that in a different way. So I was... Um, ending up in uh, lecturing at the Barcelona University when I was uh, in Spain, I'm still doing it, right. um, helping them as well with startups. So they have a uh, startup incubator, basically an accelerator internally where they help students to build their own startups. And I, when I moved to the Netherlands, I did the same. I reached out to Rotterdam University, Amsterdam University and trying to figure out if there's anyone interested in my knowledge. Um, again for free and yeah Amsterdam University said yes hey 
let's figure it out. And now I'm lecturing next week, I will teach or lecture around uh, startup investing um, right. inside of the Amsterdam University. So it will be fun. I can imagine yeah. <laughs> some a great experience for those involved. And I think that's it, because this podcast is all about those different angles of how people can help others perform. Yeah. And I think just the whole topic of innovation is obviously a, a key one to you. Um, but another one that I've experienced is how well you connect people. You've got your, uh, you know, you, you connect the dots newsletters, but also yeah. you yeah. set up lots of networks. And it's a really interesting approach um, for how you can help others through just connecting different people. Um, and what's your experience been in terms of um, connecting lots of different people? What value have you got out of it? And what have you seen for others? Yeah. So what, one of the topics um, I have found out through having a coach myself early on when I was working, for example, in Ikea, that it's kind of everyone has a tendency of what your superpower is. And I was digging deeper into what is my superpower and what I found out that there's there's something which everyone has where you're naturally good at, where you basically don't spend calories or energy on. Right. Um, and for me, it was always connecting people in different ways. Hmm. In, in school, it was like, hey, hey, let's let's get out for a beer and, and, and find a good drinking spot together. <laughs> um, and now it's like uh, bringing business people, but as well, personal friends together and see what comes out of that. Um, and I do this basically in every situation I'm in and everything what I'm doing, I'm doing it naturally now. Mm. And it's fascinating you, when you bring someone like a Hollywood movie director who has won an Oscar and nobody knows that he is that person and has that background together with a student who is just getting started. And there's always something magic coming out if you put people together yeah. who have never met, who come from different backgrounds and from different cultures. So that's... That's really something I learn every time about that. I mean, you have been part of a couple of these exercises. <laughs> Indeed. Um, it's, it's just interesting and fascinating when you meet people and bring them together without having the purpose of earning money with it. That's, that's for me the most important thing in the beginning. I'm not setting these things up to, to earn money with it. It's more about seeing the fascinating things like, hey, these people have built a business together and I connected them like five years ago through this instant. And that's just fascinating to see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can speak from experience in terms of some of the networks you've set us up and, uh, and set up and I've been involved with. Um, I find the just the different perspectives and the different people. We, I mean, we've been in a conversation earlier this evening where we've got someone from uh, in AI, we've got someone in sort of construction and uh, and retail um, malls and things like that. And then somebody who's more of the um, sort of uh, professor type yeah. <laughs> look, looking, looking at how the brain works. And uh, and just a conversation that comes together from that. You talk about a topic and, and something that's a challenge to somebody at the moment. And then you've got all these different perspectives and everybody's game seems to just up a little bit and it sparks off a load of ideas. So I, I love that aspect of what you do. Yeah, what what I love about that, I always take notes. So I have had, I from the conversation today, which was around an hour, I have four A four pages <laughs> of notes, which is 
there's so much value in that already. Yeah. <laughs> and which I think brings us on nicely to the, the main part of this, which is what, what are you doing now and how do you, how are you looking to help people perform? Because I know you've got something. I mean, this uh, podcast is going to come out uh, at the beginning of October, but you've got something kicking off on the from the 1st of October. So this will be in the past when this comes out. But yes. um, tell us about that because it sounds like an amazing, challenging, exciting venture that you're going into. Yeah, so that that was boiling over already over the last years. I always did smaller prototypes, testing different things of what is resonating with people, what is not resonating people. And a podcast is a great way of doing it because you feel what people like, what people listen to and not. But as well, personally, I have had uh, a couple of challenging moments in, in my career, in the history as well. Mm. And they almost always have been connected to bad leadership. Right. Bad leadership of myself, like me leading people, not in the best way, but as well, people that, let's say, haven't led me in the best way. And um, sometimes that meant I'm stepping out of the job and don't like that leadership anymore, don't want to work with that company anymore. Yeah. So what I was looking into is like, how do we solve the bigger problems in this world? And then we all know when we talk about innovation, this the Kodak example, that there was a guy who has invented the digital photography and Kodak at that time, the company when it comes to photography, didn't take it. Yeah. For me, the root cause of that is a leadership issue. Right. There was someone who is saying, no, nope, we're not going to do this because I'm saying it. And that's basically over and over and over again. I interviewed, for example, one of the early employees of PayPal. Right. And he was pitching the source code of PayPal, basically what is behind of PayPal, inside of Citibank, which most people don't know. Yeah. And they they didn't want to do it. It was too risky. And it's, it's again, a leadership issue. So I was looking into how do we solve this and how can I use my understanding of this world and the network I'm building, this connecting power, superpower, to build something that enables us in, in the whole world to solve this problem. So what I'm basically starting uh, on 1st of October is a startup that's focused on leadership education. And we want to provide leadership education for free for everyone in this, this world. And the goal, which I just said last week, um, is we want to reach 1 billion people by 2030. Okay. And the, it, it's really like, how do we figure this out? I have no idea yet, to be honest. I have, yeah. a, of course, a couple of ideas, Yeah. but I have not the solution. I have not the educational system that 100% works. I just believe in if I'm using my connecting superpower, I will find the right people over time that get this going. Um, yeah. And I'm just starting basically with a small team behind the scenes from 1st of October, and we just launch it and go. Fantastic. I love this, <laughs> the ambition of it all, and just the, the, the sort of, what, what they call big, hairy, audacious goals. You know, it's a, this isn't going out and going, right, let's let's see if we can uh, get 10 people, 100 people together. You When you say everyone in the world, you really mean it, don't you? Yeah. I mean, in the end, if if we just see all the challenges we have in this world, and we talked a little bit about that before we started recording, if we just see climate change, which is a huge problem, we're not doing enough. And mm. it's often leadership issues, leadership when we look into nations, leadership when we look into countries, leadership when we look into organizations. And uh, if we change leadership, we change the world. And that's that's really where I believe we need to tackle this, that leaders are changing that 
uh, going forward. And most probably is, I have no idea yet, but we need to start with the young ones, the ones who are coming now, because they think differently. If we look into Gen Z, they have a different perspective than the two of us. Um, they're, they're starting their careers. So if we educate them, enabling them to be better leaders than we are, mm. we can change the world. And of course, there will be two or three of us who, who are hopefully getting reached with that as well. <laughs> There's always got to be some benefit for everybody involved. But I mean, just a, as a social enterprise and a social project, uh, that helping people perform through better leadership is only just going to up everybody's game, exactly. isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's why why we called uh, and call the the startup succeed, right? We, because we believe you as an individual and or your company will succeed with better leadership, right? And if we help you to educate yourself and or your company to focus on leadership more than you have ever done in the past, it's going to change, right. and the performance will go up through the roof. Yeah step changed up isn't it so yeah. changing that uh, paradigm and, and making that available to everyone um and it, it, am i right in saying you're, you're looking to make this available to everyone for free is that yes yeah yeah i mean there, there will be of course paid opportunities because yeah. we will not be able to do this uh, completely without money yeah <laughs> i would love to do it without money but it's not going to work yeah. Same like if you look into Facebook, Facebook has reached, I don't know, a couple of billion people. Mm. Um, it's not working on scale without money. So you need to put a couple of uh, investments in. But there are smart ways in today's world where you, where you don't need to charge the user for it. Right. Yeah. And, and just yeah. having that a bit available to everyone so that they can tap into that worldwide knowledge of how leadership can help them perform and help the, uh, their own teams perform as well. Exactly. Great. Um, I mean, what an endeavor. It's a, it's a great one. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a few people listening to this who've uh, either got some thoughts or, or, got, or want to hear more. So uh, I do encourage them to, uh, first of all, um, go and listen to the, the Jens Heitland show and the, the podcast, uh, episode 160, I think it might be, is an absolute top <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you've been doing that for a while as well and, uh, and, and learned a lot and have those different perspectives from there. And I'm sure that's yeah. helped. I'm, I'm sure that's been a, a way in which you've helped to up your game. You say you take notes with all of these things. Do you use, do you use that for your own performance lift? Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm organized and structured, but not too crazy. But I still, I take notes for a lot of things. I don't look at all of them, but I know that for me, it's it's sticking better into my brain if I take notes. Yeah. So I don't need to revisit things, yeah. a lot of times at least. <laughs> so that's that's one of the small, 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 tiny things I do to perform better in brain and so on. Yeah. And um, so what, what other things do you do? How do you up your own performance? I mean, a, a couple of things. Um, what I've learned for myself is doing sport, okay. um, which is basically freeing up my mind. Um, not so good at that anymore com compared to before the <laughs> pandemic, but yeah. still, I going out for, for a run frees up your mind. And mm. you, you will not believe it, but I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to be alone. And it's it's always fascinating what ideas you get when you go out for a longer run. And and then I'm I'm just using this to refuel myself and really getting um, upping my game basically with 
a little bit of me time, a little bit of exercise, getting the body moving to get the brain moving. Yeah. Oh, and do you, um, have you got anybody else that you reach out to? Do you have, you mentioned a coach earlier on, earlier on yeah. in your career. Do you still reach out to coaches? Uh, do you do that in an official manner? Do you do it more uh, ad hoc? How, how does that work for you? There, there are a couple of different levels. For sports, I have a coach which is based in the UK. Um, so I'm part of a tri triathlon club, basically, and have a professional coach. Nice. Um, since a couple of years, he's helping me to perform when it comes to sport. Huge difference, I can tell you. Right. Um, so I've done long distance triathlons, the triathlons, the Ironman distance, hmm. and huge difference if you have someone who knows exactly how it works and it's going into nutrition. How do you need to move all the different details, which you would never be able to do alone? Yeah. Um, then, of course, um, I've had several coaches on the way, personal coaches, career coaches um, who helped me in different situations. And uh, an important part, what I learned for myself as well, having a mentor. Right. And I've had different mentors in the corporate world, which hasn't been at that, at least for me, it was never set up in, hey, this is officially your mentor. It was naturally growing into that. And since uh, I think three years when, when, when I started my own business and one of the startups I, I kind of tested was reverse mentorship. So I have basically a couple of young people I'm connected to. Yeah. Um, it's not officially coaching or mentoring, but it's basically just talking with them, figuring out how they think will give you a completely different perspective. So, and then of course, due to the fact that I'm connecting a lot of people, like the conversation we have been on today, yeah. this is basically not official coaching, but in, in a way it is as well, where you hear other people's opinion and then you can agree or disagree and take take your feedback or not. So that helps a lot to get perspective, which is what it is about for me as well. Yeah. And you touched on a, a particular thing there, which is going in as an entrepreneur, going in as a, a new business starter where you are alone. As you say, you're the CFO, the CEO. You also empty the bins and, uh, <laughs> and clean yeah. the toilets and whatever else is needed at the time. Um, but how do you go about, or how did you go about, how do you advise others to go about actually um, getting a mentor, getting that different perspectives from outside your organization? Because it's quite easy to become very insular in those cases, isn't it? Yeah. The tricky thing, and, and someone more clever than I said that, I've read it somewhere, is basically the, there, there are a lot of people who are just not asking and not getting it. Right. And specifically when it comes to input, we are, we are living in a, in a time where you basically can reach out to everyone. If you truly want, let's say maybe the president of the United States is a little bit difficult, but if you truly want to reach, let's say Barack Obama, there is a way how, how you can reach him. Mm. It will take maybe two years, but you are able to. So for me, it's really about taking the step and asking. Right. I'm yeah. sometimes reaching out a fun story. I was reaching out to the Spanish king when I was in a, in a startup event in Spain because I was knowing that he was there. Right. You cannot reach out and you will definitely not get an appointment, but you can reach out and if you're lucky, you get an appointment. I didn't, but <laughs> at least there was a chance. Yeah, you, you put yourself in that situation. Yeah, I wanted could to get... interview him on my podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, I, I think I, I just remember a known story. I think it was somebody from your own podcast as well. Um, who was saying, you know, uh, reach out to me 
um if you if, if you want you know just putting out to the world if anybody wants any support reach out here's my phone number yeah and um and so i did i listened to it and i, I phoned up and said right, yeah, you said and sure enough it, it was more than happy and this is somebody far more successful far more experienced than me and we just had a great conversation yeah. and um just putting yourself in those situations the worst thing that could have happened is either not picked up the phone at all or said no thanks no nah, this isn't yeah. it but but if you don't try you don't get exactly and and i think that's that's something which i can just specifically if you're an entrepreneur yeah. it's about getting yourself out there reach out to people there's nothing better than a no um because at least you know there's a no and it, for me it's always a no is the start of the conversation <laughs> but it's it, it's still there are so many possibilities to reach out to people who have the right knowledge you might not have yeah. and connecting to them it's not always about money if you do it smartly mm. if you just try to sell something that's not going to work but mm. it's really if you're truly honest and say hey sorry but i have no idea would love to learn from you mm. you can reach out to anyone and i know because i've had it the other way around believe it or not people have yeah. actually asked my opinion at times um and I find it really valuable to my own performance Absolutely. to be able to give that back and to the, I think the the way that your mind works or has to work in order to um, portray and communicate those experiences and those things, it, it actually cements things, gets you thinking in different directions. You go, well, I did that, but maybe I should have gone different routes, you know? So yeah. you're actually helping your own performance when you're helping uh, other people, aren't you? 100%. I'm, for example, mentoring, um, startup founders or entrepreneurs who are basically stepping out of the corporate basically me like four years ago right <laughs> and they're paying me for the service it's, it's fairly cheap but uh, it, it's quite interesting every time i i coach them and i have a year program for them yeah. um with them they they i'm learning something yeah i was like oh yeah i could have done that differently mm. yeah <laughs> it's 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 fascinating yeah, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast on this topic as well was just to enlighten a lot of listeners as to all the different things and different directions you can go to um, help others perform and how that actually helps you perform as well. Because yeah. it, it, it exposes you to these different scenarios. There are all sorts of different ways which you can, you know, you can make a living out of it. You know, it's a, it's not always the the most lucrative, but it, you know, people do make good livings out of actually helping people through consulting, through mentoring, coaching, those sorts of things, isn't they? Yeah, I mean, there, you can earn a lot of money with that. Oh, <laughs> it, it takes a while. It <laughs> yeah. takes a while, but yeah. It, it, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's it's one of the, the often not not used enough so if you take corporate world mm. i was i was a corporate leader for a long time and i've had different jobs on different levels in organization i was let's say i've had enough money to spend money for a coach i didn't do it right and a lot of people didn't do it specifically i have to say males right because we believe we know everything we're we we know how, how the world works um but i think everyone would benefit from having a coach, from having someone to talk to is like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Having a conversation on how can I increase my performance on different things? Yeah. Um, it's, and and it's, it's just reaching out to someone and taking the step because the investment, it's fairly small. Even if you pay, let's say $10,000 or whatever, it's not a lot investment if you look into your lifetime. 
Yeah, I actually um, had a conversation this morning for somebody who's actually taken that leap, and it was around facilitation of um, of an event. And uh, they look looking in smallish companies said, right, we're going to have a big retrospective of all the work we've done, um, and we're going to have somebody internally um, run this for us. And just that thought process, actually, maybe we could get somebody in from outside here and yeah. facilitate that process for us. And as you say, it's a small investment, but actually the value that that business can have and, and just having those internal people in this conversation as opposed to facilitating it and a different perspective and, and, and more of a someone who's used to taking people through those processes can just raise the bar. Can't it? Yeah, 100%. Specifically, if you take the smaller ones, I'm I'm not a big fan of the big consulting companies, though that I've worked in one of them. <laughs> um, it's it's more about the small ones, like the 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 small consultancy coaching companies that have like either it's a single person show or it's like a ten people show, even twenty people still. Mm. They have a different perspective and they help you, and help organizations to do things in a different way and give their input, give their reflection into that as well because they have done it a couple of times in different ways and that's always valuable yeah. a lot of organizations are trying to save the small money and then only take consultants when it comes to the big um f ups um <laughs> where, where they's like now we need to take one of the big fives in and change the whole organization right yeah rather than taking the small ones in, it's like hey let's take pieces of the business and fix that where yeah. the small ones would be way better suited to do it yeah oh wonderful um <laughs> could talk about this for for hours but just uh moving on the sort of the, the more quick fire uh questions a couple of key things i want to ask you is one um in terms of who you'd like to support you know if if you were to help one person one group one uh community whatever that is to perform uh with the skill set that you've got and the uh the ambition that you have and um, who would that be you know or is it as much as you know, you, with the Succeed project, you want that to be everyone. Now, of course, it's always everyone, but ev everyone is not willing to pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, I think it's it's really about taking organizations like UNICEF, which right. are working on the biggest problems we have on Earth um, and looking into how can I support them in with what I can deliver in a better way. Because every organization struggles with similar things. It can be a public company, it can be a small company, it can be a big company. There are a lot of patterns because I've worked with so many companies over the last 24 years, uh, plus 24. <laughs> um, there are a lot of patterns which are the same. And specifically when you talk about my human innovation angle, which I always bring in, there's a lot about leadership, a lot about empowerment structure, which you need to build up in organization to truly innovate. Yeah. and not focusing like some do only on the processes. And, and that's like UNICEF would be an interesting one. Um, really, really the the big ones, even even something which might be counterintuitive, like Facebook. OK, whereas yeah. how, how can we help Facebook in a different way? Um, most probably I will learn a lot as well. That's helpful. But <laughs> it, it, it's 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 really but it, even worse if you take the dinosaurs. Like companies, I've I'm grown up in the real estate industry. Mm. There, this is one of the slowest and successful industries in the world. Um, they're still building stones, uh, stone on stone, and and renting out space, which was the business model. I don't know, 
couple of hundred years ago. Yeah. So how to reinvent this industry? That would be a fascinating problem. I would love to solve if there's a, an organization out there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and flipping that on its head a little bit. So who would you like to learn from? Who do you think if you were to be able to sit down, have a coffee or a beer with somebody and uh, and learn from them in order to help your own performance? Um, who would your ideal personal group of people be in that space? Beer will not work with that person. Um, <laughs> one, I have two. One is is the Dalai Lama, right? Because he is a leader, a true leader. He's basically not paying anyone to follow him, right? So I, I would be fascinating picking his brain and seeing how how he thinks about leadership, if he sees himself as a leader or not, mm. and all these kind of questions. Yeah. So that's definitely, and then of course. Um, like people like Elon Musk, who are on the other spectrum of, of leadership, really, um, interesting leaders, changing a lot of things in this world, huge innovator. I mm. really like what, what, what he's doing in, in this world, not everything, what he's doing on social media, but that's not my, my, my piece of cake to discuss <laughs> or even, even to decide or judge, but it's, it's really what he's doing for the whole world is, is super fascinating. Yeah, oh, love you. And I, I, the whole connection of the innovation space. I mean, it, it's all the conversations that I've had with you and the groups that you've put me in contact with, have all been about how can you think about these things differently. Yeah. And it's everything from the small day to day sort of aspect all the way through to, as you say, these massive uh, worldwide issues. That uh, if we can just think about performing in a different way. Yeah. Um, and leading in a different way, all those great things. I'm sure that the whole performance could be lifted. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, and so how how can people reach out to you? Where can people find you and uh, where can they find out more? Of course, you will find me everywhere uh, on all social medias, basically, with my name. It's just Jens Heitland everywhere. Yeah. Um, Google me, you will find me. There's almost no one else visible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, my main website is jensheitland.com. Right. If you're interesting to figure out uh, about the new startup, startup, it's wearesucceed.com. Okay. Just as you write it, wearesucceed.com, yeah. uh, where we share what's going on, how we will figure out to solve the challenge of generating or creating leadership education for everyone in the whole world. And of course, we'll put all these links in the uh, in the show notes, so everybody has a, a chance to to reach out. And I know you're active on LinkedIn, you're active on yeah. on all the other socials as well, aren't you? So as you say, easy to to find as long as you've got that Jens Heitland name, you you know where to get you. Exactly. Oh, oh wonderful! I mean, uh, as always, Jens, a, a fantastic conversation. Uh, I think the ambition of the Succeed uh, startup to help literally everyone perform uh, by focusing on that leadership and leadership development and and lifting the bar for everybody on that game um uh, yeah it's a, a wonderful topic and i'm sure we'll have further conversations along the line as to if i can help at all if i can put you in contact with anybody else so if anybody is interested uh you'll see the links get in touch i'm sure uh jens would be more than happy to to have those discussions with you so uh, uh jens an absolute pleasure thank you for your time today and uh, i hope to speak to you soon definitely thank you very much paul Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, 
oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.